Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Nobody Panic with me, Stevie. And me, Tessa. And today, if we could just gently welcome you into this calming therapy room, take a seat as we discuss uh, how to go to therapy with our resident therapist. Um, We've got a guest on the podcast today. It is a psychology well-being practitioner, or PWP as it's known in the industry, uh, Melissa. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here. We had a lovely email from Melissa asking if we wanted to do this topic and we were like, absolutely, yes. With you. With you, please. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> get, get. So we've ushered her into the room. Um, yeah, so this topic is going to be all about um, how to go to therapy, how to access therapy, um, how to be really good at it in the room. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's what it's all about. It's a competition. It's a competition. Uh, between you and the therapist. Uh, and you need to get as many you need to score as many points as you can um <laughs> so i once scored a hat trick in therapy oh, um, hell, mate. thank you but then i've also have lost five one before so you know like it's it's it swings around that. it's um, roundabouts but because we've got so much so much to talk about and so many questions to ask melissa we're not going to do an adult thing but we've told melissa that she has to do one just yeah get, really put her on the spot it's <laughs> also all about that point scoring yeah so, <laughs> get your therapist <laughs> on the me. back foot that is the number one first thing <laughs> freak her out um <laughs> So, Melissa, what is your adult thing this week? Well, um, so I've just been just been on holiday to Wales, and Ooh. where one went, it's amazingly sunny for Wales. Um, but one of the places that we stayed had like a it was like a log cabiny fire pit situation, and um, there was a fire pit outside, and I managed to actually light a fire that kept going enough to cook food on, which I was very proud of. Stuff. So oh, good. That's you. what. Stop. What did you light it with, and how much additional equipment was needed? Well, I think that, so they gave us like a wood basket, which was huge. And I think we used the entire thing trying to keep it going. Um, it was a lot of like fire lighters and kindling to start off with. And then just kept on piling on the wood and watching it like it was my baby growing. <laughs> your, your, your fire baby. Your baby yeah. sound fire. Oh, yeah. so lovely. Did it you have great. fire lighters and bits 
Or did you do it yeah. with a piece of flint and a magnifying glass? <laughs> yeah. No, we did We did cheat and have matches and, and uh, fire lighters. So that was a bit of a help. How does Bear Grylls do it? How just, does Bear Grylls do it? Just, well, he gets, it's all that triangle shit, isn't it? Uh, listen, Melissa, I take my hat off to you. I take my hat so off much. to you and I, I throw it in the fire. <laughs> well, let's get into therapy then. Let's get in. Now that we know that she can be trusted. Survival skills. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to just kick off by saying that my hope for this podcast is, well, firstly, that we have a nice time. Um, and mm. secondly, that um, and one of just one of you listening, I mean, I'll, I'll settle for more, but that one of you is confident enough after this to be like, okay, I'm going to do it. I can go, mm. I can go to therapy. Um, because I... I started going to therapy because of the podcast My Favourite Murder where they just talked about therapy so casually and so Mm. openly that it stopped being and they ended every episode by shouting go to therapy (laughs) at us all (laughs) and and then they started reading out emails from listeners who said like thank you so much for being so open I've started going to therapy because of you and it took me like two years of listening to that podcast before I was like okay I'm gonna do it so I'm really asking for a lot for this one episode to change everyone's (laughs) mind um but yeah, I, uh, I I think when you can hear when you hear other people talking about something in an open way, suddenly you're like, okay, maybe it's not this terrifying, shameful, stigmaed thing. Maybe it is an okay, cool, cool, cool thing to do. Because it's either that or or it's very like for years I was just like, yeah, it's very American, very American. You know, it's like all the Americans have like therapists, shrinks. Everyone yeah. in New York has a therapist. <laughs> it felt like very Meg Ryan of like my shrink says I don't commit to men. You know, that's not yeah, how Meg I talks. can tell you that. Yeah. Meg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it can be really hugely stigmatizing as well. And you know, although there is a lot of talk about mental health now, which is so so great, and there's so much on social media now around it. Actually, that taking that next step to get through the door is still really scary. I think that's one of the reasons that you know I kind of. Thought this would be a great idea to talk about is because I think like you know you guys have such a great platform to be able to sort of talk openly about things and just sort of closing down that stigma really and just kind of breaking through that a little bit I think would be yeah yeah and also as well one of the massive things because I've tried to get therapy for ages um I didn't really know how to do it and I had like a couple like one sort of slightly odd experience with with one branch of the NHS and I didn't know loads of things so and also I was quite young and you know when you're sort of a bit like oh the one time you get like a little setback or a waiting and you're like oh I sorry I shouldn't have bothered and I just did that for like ages being like step forward step back into my cave step forward until it was like someone else basically just did it for me um but um yeah like the first question I I wanted to ask is how do you how do you access therapy via the NHS Mm -hmm. how (laughs) <laughs> where do we start yeah I mean where do we like, start yeah in the U- in the UK of course yeah in the UK yeah. um I mean you're right that the NHS system is is absolutely it's amazing and I mean I've worked in it for sort of three years and going on to do another job in it now so it's fab but it is baffling and that's coming from somebody who works in the NHS as well in the mental yeah. health system I get confused a lot of the time me and my colleagues are like what where do we go now um so yeah it is it is okay to be baffled by it um but I think always the first step is to go and chat with your GP it's always a really, really good first step. I think a lot of people don't actually know that you can talk to your GP about mental health. Um, you know, they often see, well, because it's not a physical health problem and you often can't see it, the GP won't know anything about it. Um, but they absolutely do. <laughs> and, um, and you know, they, they also know about what other types of services there are in your area as well. So they can be a good sort of hub of knowledge. Um, so that's always a really great place to start. But then again, going into your GP can also be really difficult. Um, So that you can, as I was mentioning earlier, you can self-refer as well to a lot of the services, which, again, I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, 
So I work for or I worked for a service called Improving Access to Psychological Therapy, which is based within primary care. Um, and you, you can literally pick up the phone to our service and refer yourself without having to go through your GP. Is that available everywhere? So I was looking this up and I think currently it's still only available in England. Um, they have some similar systems in Wales and Scotland, but for some reason it's it's only it's very, very widely available, but within England. So it might work slightly differently across Wales and Scotland. Um, similar ones should be available. And wherever you are, you can then just ref- say, I need this thing and no one's going to say, we don't believe you that you need it that much. <laughs> or you, you just you just say you need it and you get approved? Yeah. So so you you literally pick up the phone to the service. Okay. So if you, you can Google it. So you can Google IAPT, so I-A-P-T, and okay. then say London or what borough you live in, for example, in London. Um, and then a number should pop up. Their website, they've all got websites. The number should pop up and you can literally give them a call and say, I'd like to self-refer myself. Amazing. And usually the then the admin team usually take the calls and they'll book you in for an uh, initial telephone assessment where you have sort of usually a half an hour to 45 minute chat with somebody like me. Um, that was part of my job role um, where they'll talk to you about what they offer and what you'd like help with. And then they will decide with you what type of support they can offer you. Great. Might that be that they it feels like that's a very utopian vision of, of this. Like, <laughs> is it might there then be like waiting lists or might they then say, actually, we haven't got. I, I just my, my and I'm only observing this from the outside is like it feels like unless you're like I'm absolutely on the edge here there mm. isn't that sort of and you get sort of fast tracked they're like okay well it sounds like you need therapy come back in 18 months you know that's when we've got the next space yeah is is yeah. that something that is happening or or is, yeah. that, is it easier than that I think I think you're right. Unfortunately, a lot of the services, particularly sort of within the NHS, are very, very under-resourced and very underfunded. So there is likely to be some sort of waiting time. Okay. Um, that does vary between services. So that's why it's always useful to to speak to your service about about that mm-hmm. rather than and so that you can get a really clear picture of what that would look like. Um, usually, you're seen for assessment fairly quickly. They like to try and kind of see people fairly quickly for assessment, but then there is likely to be a waiting time. But you're not usually just left on the waiting list. So they'll say, you know, after the call today, I can put you on the waiting list for X type of therapy and the wait will be however long, however many weeks. But then it's not just kind of like go away and get on with it sort of thing. And, you know, we'll we'll see you you then. Usually there is things available for you whilst you wait Um, or they might recommend some sort of self-help material as well that you can go away and read in the meantime and start going with some of the things. Is the IAPT and your GP, they're the main two ways to get therapy via the NHS. Is that right? Yeah, I would, I'd, I'd say so. I think that's always a good sort of um, first port of call. So they work, we, so IAPT works within primary care, which is like usually like your first step into the NHS. Um, and it was, the, the services were literally set up to do what it says on the tin, right, to improve access. So it's supposed to be really easy to access. Um, and it's it's the gateway really into primary care. Um, there are lots of other sort of, mental health services within the NHS but if you're going beyond primary care that's usually requires more of a referral so that's where you'd need to, you still need to go through your GP for that yeah and your your doctor will be, will be able to say oh well there's you know I don't know an eating disorder clinic or there's a there's exactly. a I don't know C- CBT thing here or what I, I I see this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June Olive in June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The one thing that I think lots of people feel is that private therapy is absolutely a no-go because it's £500 a session. Now, is that true? And if uh, uh, but are there other options that are affordable outside of the NHS? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people are put off going or even looking at private therapy options because of that kind of, I absolutely can't afford it. I mean, there are there are certainly some people who do charge £500 a session, um, but it's because of their huge amounts of experience and qualifications. Um, but there are loads and loads of private services that um, offer reduced rates for, um, for example, if you're a student or unemployed, um, they are means tested. That's what I was going to say. So they do it based on your salary. Um, but also one of the really, really good options is actually to see somebody who is training in, in therapy. Um, okay. So that's actually the type of therapy I and I ended up going for, um, that you can see somebody who is training within a private therapy practice and they usually offer much, much lower rates, sometimes even like between five and 25 pounds a session. Wow. Which then feels much more affordable. And I think I didn't know yeah. that. That's like hairdressing. <laughs> yes. You're like, so, I'll, see, I'll see the trainees. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> how do we get the trainees? That sounds fantastic way in. So they they've usually have options for, for that on their website. Um, or if okay. you phone up and ask and say to the receptionist, they usually say, are you looking for the low cost therapy option or, or the, the full cost? Where, where are you, you know, how affordable is that for you at the moment? Let's find an option that suits you, which is usually yeah. really great. Um, but I think don't be put off by seeing uh, a trainee because I think just like you were saying, Stevie, about it being like a hairdresser analogy, right? It's exactly the same. They are, have already got a lot of experience they're usually just training in one specific type of therapy. Um, and also they will be heavily supervised as well. So actually you're still getting a really great service. Um, you're, you're not getting any less care mm. than you would be, um, but it can be a much more affordable option of doing that. That's great. Oh, the, as well, when you said about how, you know, you ring up and you ask, I uh, didn't realise how important sort of almost like it's like 
therapist shopping. So like is the amount of times that I've spoken to people recently, because I'm very like, everyone should have therapy, bar nobody. I'm like, literally, we all need therapy. If you live in this world, then you've been affected by the world. So you need some therapy. And the amount of people who will say, oh, well, I went to see a therapist and it, it just didn't, wasn't really for me. And you're like, mm. yes, yeah, so did I. And then I went to, I went to another therapist and then I tried another therapist and I got, and it's, it's just like there are all different types of people who need therapy. There are all different types of therapists. It's not even just like the type of therapy. You can see like five different CBT therapists and be like, ah, the first one was a bit too like, how's your relationship with your mother? The second one was, <laughs> I didn't really like her vibe. Then the third one, love her. Like, so you, there's, you've got to like gel with them. Otherwise yeah. it's not going to work. But it doesn't mean that therapy isn't for you, I guess, if you've been to one or mm. two or three. But that can be obviously so exhausting if you're in the throes mm. of having terrible mental health crisis that then, but it, but if you go into it knowing that like okay I need some help but I need to now find the best person for me mm. that at least can stop that kind of like fear after the first the first yeah. session absolutely and that you know you haven't done therapy wrong because you know you don't feel better afterwards you know it, it's often like you said it's so important that you gel with that person um, and that you have you know that therapeutic relationship needs to be there for for you to get the most out of the sessions um, and you know there's there's some research showing that actually the therapeutic relationship can be more important than the type of therapy that you have so it, it often depends actually you know if you're telling somebody you know really things that you haven't told anybody before you're going to want to feel comfortable with somebody mm. um, and just like you said you know we can't get on with everybody in, in the world everybody's different so are therapists although we're all trained in the same way we all put our slightly own individual sp- yeah. you know spin on how we deliver it and so, yeah, I think that's such a good point. Um, and not being afraid to do that as well, that it's okay to say to your therapist, you know what, I don't think this is, yes. this is working. You know, we won't be offended by that. That's so <laughs> you know, important. We- I was just going to say, like, what are the different types of, you know, you're sort of talking about how, you know, the difference between like sometimes you, like, am I right in thinking that psychotherapy or a psychiatrist is a totally different thing to a therapist who is a totally different thing to a CBT uh, practitioner? Because um, I definitely... Uh, I was I got a therapist my friend recommended the therapist otherwise I simply would not have known even know how to begin to start therapy and before that I had just googled therapy question mark (laughs) found one that had like a nice looking picture called up cried on the phone for 15 minutes and they were like well it sounds like you really need to come in it's 350 pounds an hour to which I was like thank you for your time bye-bye and I was just like I guess that's what therapy is but actually the 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 one I ended up was was 70 pounds an hour um which is still feels astronomical but wasn't 350 and so what is that sort of what are all the different names and the different sort of types of the therapy that you could end up in yeah, it's a really good question because, again, you know, the NHS loves acronyms. So everything is kind of shortened, CBT, yeah. you know, everything like that. And um, again, I definitely want to mention I'm definitely not an expert in different types of therapy because there is so many different types of therapy. Right. Yeah. Um, and what works for one person might not work for somebody else. Um, but I can definitely give you sort of the main sort of types that you might hear, the kind the, of common words. The blurry watercolour version. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, um, you know, like you were saying, this the, the main difference we can start with is between the psych- a psychiatrist and a therapist. So a psychiatrist is um, a doctor who has been through medical school and then has specialised in mental health. Um, so they've done their five years at uni, three years in a hospital, and then they've decided to specialise in mental health. Okay. So they, are, they can also treat physical health problems as well. So they are a specialist doctor. Um, they can also prescribe medication as well. Whereas a therapist usually can't prescribe medication because we're not trained that way. Um, So that's one of the main differences. 
Mm-hmm. Got it. A therapist is, isn't is somebody who is not, they're not necessarily a doctor. Um, they're somebody who is trained in a specific form of therapy. So, for example, to get to where in my job today, I um, went to university, did a three year psychology degree, and then I did a postgraduate certificate in cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's kind of you're sort of specializing your route each time. That's what CBT stands for. So that's one of the most common types, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, That's one of the ones that is the most widely available on the NHS at the moment um, because it's got such a strong evidence base. Um, and it's able to be offered on a more short-term basis. So you might be seen for six sessions rather than sort of 24 that you're used to, that, you know, you may have heard about before in other types of therapy. Right. And yeah. talk us through just a little bit about what CBT, just again, the, the briefest blurb version of what CBT involves. So the idea behind CBT is it looks at how your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviours are all connected together. So what we, you know, we know that what you think um, affects how you feel, how you feel can affect the things that you do, but the things that you do can also affect how you think, which can affect how you feel. And you get kind of stuck in this sort of vicious cycle. So that's what CBT looks at is it looks at kind of identifying what this sort of vicious cycle might look like. And then it's about giving you kind of coping strategies. Um, So it's a much more practical and kind of active type of therapy. Okay. So it's all about kind of coping strategies, you know. So, for example, if you came with um, sort of an anxiety disorder, it might be about giving you strategies to help to manage when you have a panic attack. Right. Sort of things I like see. that. Mm. And what are the other sort of main types that we come into contact with? So the other type you might come into contact with is counselling. So counselling is, yeah, so counselling is much more of kind of like an, an open space um, that's less much less structured than CBT and it's just about giving you a space to talk and a space for you to talk to somebody confidential um, about things that you've been through possibly helping you to link with previous things you've experienced in childhood um, or about things that you're going through sort of day to day as well so it's much more about talking less of an emphasis on coping strategies but more about giving you that space to talk I suppose it's quite difficult for the person who needs help to to know what so that is that that's where talking to your GP and things like that come into play. Is yeah, that- absolutely, absolutely, and I think that's why it, it can be really helpful just to to, to have a, a a real open conversation with your GP because they'll also know what's available in your area and what might suit you, um, and that's why having an assessment as well is is so important and why that that step can be really helpful because by talking then during an assessment, actually the therapist is starting to get a bit of an understanding as to what might be helpful for you, um, so you don't have to know that you don't have to go in thinking you know what you or knowing what you want out of that um it's definitely a sort of a two-way thing you and the person who's doing the assessment thinking about what might suit your particular problem both of you will be working out if it will work and then they should sort of almost like set out their stall in the first session and be like this is so then you're able to go away and be like do I want more of that or would I like less of that yeah yeah exactly exactly I mean usually the first either one or two sessions of of a, a course of therapy is is assessment so it's about learning more about your life story learning a bit about um you know what you would like help with what your goals are for therapy and whether you what the therapist can offer you is going to be a good match for you um and then if they if they don't think it's going to be a good match like you said they'll say okay actually I think what would be more helpful would be this and this is how you can go and get it basically 
definitely don't be afraid to ask questions. I think that's a really, that's definitely a, a tip there because it's so, you know, it is, it is so confusing and it is so baffling that if you just go, you can even go in with a list of questions of things that you want to know by the end of the session. I mean, you, you might not have even got through them all because it didn't feel as relevant when you got in, but I think that can be really helpful just to, to understand the system a little bit more. Um, and definitely don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, we love it when people ask questions because it, it means that, um, you know, we'll ask them more questions um, because it means then we all have a better understanding and actually you leave feeling a little bit more comfortable with the process and knowing what's coming next because I think that uncertainty can can be really really difficult and actually the uncertainty can put a lot of people off I think not knowing what it will look like yeah I think the certainty is um, and that's obviously part of the the intense training that goes into becoming a therapist is like is about providing that sort of structure and framework for a person and it's only after like a couple of sessions that you realize like the it will it will end like it it, Mm -hmm. it ends at this time and they say that's the time now and you're like but I'm crying (laughs) like surely we're going to carry on until I feel better and they're like that's the end of your time and this is when we're going to see each other next time so it's Mm -hmm. just like that's your time you and you will return so it's like I am here for you and you are coming back and this way that you're like okay no one else in your life really speaks to you in quite that way or provides you with that like this is this is carrying on and I am not leaving but also this is the end of the time now you can react as a person very very differently when you've never had something like this before if you've never had therapy before you've probably you might have chatted to mates or you might have chatted to your parents or you might have chatted to yourself and um, but when you actually go in and, and you these topics are being brought up that are very difficult I personally would often be quite defensive about them like well no we're not talking about that and then it would be like Mm. five weeks on they'd be like oh yeah we really should be talking about that yeah um and I know people who have not gone back because they've been like well they they just kept going on about this and and it's like yeah because that's the the main that's the thing you need to talk about and now we've got a thing where it's like a joke among my me and my not a joke at all uh but (laughs) it's like if when when stevie starts crying we've hit the nail on the head like you have to like lean in and i think that's very very hard especially if you've never been to therapy before to know how to act and what to be like in the room I know it sounds so silly because like, that makes it sound like it's some sort of like entertainment job but it's like <laughs> you it's very hard you you may react in ways that you're not used to and that doesn't and you might not leave the session feeling great uh, but the, if you push through there will be times when you do feel incredibly satisfied and I was going to ask are there are there any things that people could well the the person being therapized uh, like how to get the most out of that session you've already mentioned coming with some questions and I think that's really like good or having like an aim of something that you would like to talk about I've, I've read on I've seen people doing cool tweets where they're like um just writing down my notes for my therapist tomorrow or whatever and I'm like I'd never do that but actually whenever I do I'm like oh yes I want to talk about that. that's always very helpful but is, are there any other sort of things that people can do I think one of the most important things is is definitely to to make sure that you do go to every session. So I think, like you were saying, Stevie, that can be so difficult, especially if you you've had a session before where it's touched on something really, really raw, and you think, do you know what? I just don't want to talk about that again. You're right; those are often the things that it's going to be really helpful to talk about. Um, so definitely making sure that you attend each each session, um, no matter how difficult it can be and how painful it is um something i mean i that's something i found really difficult when i have my own therapy as well is is i i would really have a battle with myself some weeks and be like i just do not fancy it this week i just don't want to go yeah you know? also even if, if you're feeling quite you've, mine is like i'm having quite quite a nice week and i'm like i don't yeah. 
I don't want to sit and cry. Or another one is like the the last week we just sort of sat and we're like, hello, how are you doing? Yeah, fine. I'm fine. And there wasn't really anything to talk about. I'm like, this is pointless. But actually then there's all, you always find something. And the idea of feeling very raw and like, I don't want to talk about that. Maybe next time you go in, you don't talk about that, but you talk about why you don't want to talk about that. Like that's still really, everything. The thing that really got me is like, everything is useful. Even those, uh, uh, even those sessions that you don't really get anywhere or you don't really talk or you talk around something, everything you're giving the therapist, like Mm -hmm. stuff to use all the time. Absolutely. Every everything is information. Everything is, you know, like you said, how you're feeling in a session, how you're feeling before the session, you know, what goes into your mind afterwards. All of that is as important as what's happening in the session as well. Um, and you know, that's something I used to tell myself. I said, right, well, I'm just going to go in for five minutes. I'm just going to commit to five minutes. And if I want to get up and leave, then I can, <laughs> you know. And and then by the time you get in there, and the and then you look at your watch, it's 45 minutes have gone past. So I think that can be almost giving yourself that little out and being like, it's okay if I just want to get up and go. Um, but then like that's a really good point about actually just t- saying that to your therapist and say, do you know what? I really didn't want to come today can be mm. actually really helpful and it can make you feel a bit more comfortable as well in the session. Um, and I think those were some of, you know, when I've had therapy before, there was some of my most helpful sessions when I said, God, I just didn't want to come today. Um, you know, and then when we spoke about why that might be linking back, that often links back to things we've spoken about previously and it all kind of builds together and, you know, you can put the puzzles of the jigsaw together, I suppose. Um, so I think that's really helpful. Um, the other thing mm. I was going to mention is why you said before about having having homework sometimes from from therapy sessions. Um, I think it, if if you are set homework, definitely try your best to to do it, or even do a little bit of it, um, or even if you haven't done it, think about why maybe it was difficult. Um, because often there's a reason that the therapist will give you that homework. Um, particularly CBT is, is is often quite homework heavy, um, but that's because usually the session builds on what you would have done in for, for homework, so it can be really helpful. I was asked to eat, make a food diary once and it was like sad. Then it was like, what did you eat today? I was like, just a bag of Tang Fastic. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, boring, don't want to do this anymore. Obviously not important or working. And I, <laughs> but, obvious, but what I was really reacting to was obviously being like, well, clearly there's a correlation between <laughs> not eating anything. Yeah, but um, I quite like to not see it. Thank you. I, yeah, I don't yes. to, Exactly. That's a big quite part. Like I think, tang I think and... that's what the work is, is being like, no, no, no. Because really you're saying, I don't want to see it. I don't want yeah. to see this link. I don't want to see the thing. I don't want to see what I have to do to get through that. I'd rather just be like, shut that door, thank you. Not discuss yeah. it. I was talking to a friend the, the other day who was considering therapy. And I thought it was so fascinating when she said, um, she was like, I'm, di-, she, she does, I think she knows, she very much does need therapy, but she's very like, she copes incredibly well. So there's not really, she just sort of knows that occasionally she gets very, very anxious and she knows that there's lots going on and there has lots been, there's lots gone on in, in her life, which of course you would need therapy for, I think. But she said something really interesting, which was the thing is, is that if I look inside, then that's going to be incredibly painful. And I've been continuing down this path of being like, I'm coping fine. And it's mm. like, yeah I completely understand and also like I totally understand that yes it will actually be horrible when you actually you take all that stuff out and you look at it and you you see what you really are you see and you have to engage in those behaviors that you've done in the past that you've accepted but actually haven't gone away and I think that's the hardest thing like yeah you don't want to see yourself for how you actually are you'd prefer to believe that you're just this like I'm just like a laid-back chilled breezy girl why am I crying stop crying and now I'm a laid-back breezy girl again here she goes I when I first started going I I described it to my housemate who'd never been and I was like I think this is what therapy is going to be 
it's like you've got a room in your house where the door is always locked and people keep saying like what's that smell and you're like nothing come past quickly past the door and then like blood starts like seeping out from under the door and you're like just wipe that up that's fine actually and then eventually you're like right I've got to deal with this so you bring in like a a person that's your therapist who comes in with like a hazmat suit one for you one for them all of the equipment and they're like okay let's deal with this cupboard together so you've got someone with you and I was like that's such a good analogy and then I came back after like I cut three or four sessions and I was like heads up it's not just a cupboard the whole foundation of the house is like sat on like is rotten and that's that's a huge overwhelming thing because you're like brave enough to open the door and then once you're in there you're like oh my god it's so much bigger than I thought and that's a but then you're like in too deep then to be like I can't go back now the only way through this is to do the work and to to carry on we've made it found um quite daunting maybe for people listening and so I just want to like talk about some some positives of how like actually physically life-changing therapy is and I yes. and I really wang on about it all the time because I think it should be compulsory in schools I think it should be free to everyone I think every office should have one I think it should just be a space that we the British people are just better at being able to speak about themselves openly to not have to say oh, oh I'm fi- I'm actually fine you know but how are you to end a traumatic story and then say but it's fine how are you <laughs> <laughs> you know, just so to, British, isn't it? It's just so <laughs> British. And I think if we called yeah. it like Jedi mind training or the mental gym or anything that sounded cool, we would be like, mm. yeah, of course it would be a cool thing. And all the bros would be like, yeah, man, had like a great, had a great sesh, sesh in, with my mind, you know? And yeah. I just, it makes me so furious that it isn't better thought of, that it isn't more accessible, that it isn't freer, that it isn't, able, and that people think they do. Because it is, yeah, it's great to say the it's positive. It's great. Like, we're it's, talking yeah, about it's how It's life-changing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is, massively. I mean, you know, I am I feel so privileged to have this job, really, you know, and to be able to work with people on, on a day-to-day basis who, you know, like you said, come in a lot with, I don't know if this is going to help, and then even after a few sessions, they're noticing a change, and they've got yeah. some of their life back, and it's just, it's so wonderful to see people feeling like that after even just a few sessions but yeah I think um it's it, huge huge positives and also it I think often we have quite old-fashioned quite traditional views of therapy mm. so we think back to the you know back to old good old Freud um who you're sitting on on the couch you know lying down sort of analyzing your dreams and that's just not what it looks like anymore you know it's there are so many different types of therapy as well and there's just there's so much to be gained from it and you know you can have the one that suits you online therapy group therapy you know all of doesn't have to just be individual it's yeah there's 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 so much that can be done and so much to be gained definitely Mm. and I think if if you're listening and you're thinking yeah yeah nice chat but I definitely do not need therapy no thank you not for me uh you're probably in the camp that definitely do need it I feel like there are two groups of like extreme aversion to therapy and one is like um, no, absolutely no problem here. I'm absolutely fine. No, what, me? What? No way. Um, which is like, you're just, you, we, yes, you need to go. And the other end is like, I know I need it. And I'm so terrified that my thing will be so bad and weird and scary. And I'll reveal these secrets about myself. And they'll be like, and the therapist will be like, oh my God, that's awful. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> or like, you have to be sectioned or they'll just be like, put her in a straight jacket. Like that is too, that's too crazy. There's also a, oh, I'm, but my, my problem isn't as, isn't as bad yeah, yeah, but that's as hit- other people. They're in the middle. On oh, the, yeah, middle. the middle. And then yeah, in the middle yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my problem isn't as bad. Oh, oh no, it's for that's for people with real problems, not me. Yes. Like I don't I don't need that thing. But really everybody goes and no matter your thing that you think isn't a problem is 
and is not as bad as other people it's yours so of course it's 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 affecting it's affecting you it's you deserved this as much as anybody else if you're at the end that's like oh i'm too mad and they'll put me in a straitjacket no they won't they've seen everything in the world they aren't going to be they won't even bat an eyelid whatever shit you're going to come up with no matter how kooksville you think it is yeah and it makes me so sad for people to think like oh i'm not i'm not important i don't deserve this thing i'm not it's not as bad as other people's it's that feeling of sort of i'm not i'm not worthy and you know i'm not bad enough to have to go and have to deserve to have that support yeah you know like you said i think everybody if it's affecting if something is affect how you're feeling is affecting your day-to-day life and there are things that you can't do but you really want to be able to do Mm. then absolutely that's what that's what therapy is there for it's 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 there for everybody um and you know we don't we don't sort of stigmatize people we always as therapists we have that non-judgmental attitude throughout you know we see hundreds of people sort of every year and and everybody's different and that's what's that's what's so great about it the idea of if it's affecting your daily life I think is really important because it's like don't look at the problem in isolation it doesn't matter what the problem is if you don't you can't judge how bad or good or fine the problem is if it's affecting your life then you have to go and get help for it like that doesn't matter yeah, because I think that's the thing you kind of go, yeah, but that's not as bad as this or this. Yeah, but I think it's yeah, like, would yeah. you rather Would you rather that wasn't there? Off you go. That's yeah. it. That's all it is. Like, yeah, is that thing you'd, you'd like to be better at or you'd like that thing not to affect you or you'd like not to get too upset or angry or scared or whatever it is mm. you're doing? Like, yeah, off you pop. Yeah, Off you exactly. pop, mate. Yeah, it's about your quality of life at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, yeah. like, you, like you were saying about actually avoidance is easier. You know, sh- shutting the door and 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 you know on the, on that the room with lots of doors is is easier. It, it it can feel feel it, but actually if you'll keep having if the doors you know you're push you're having to really push it push it shut and actually yeah. you think I'm just really exhausted about this then yeah. It, it, I think that's a it, it could be a good time yes but also I was going to say it's important it's important to mention that actually it, it is about making sure that you are in the right space for that therapy as well because mm. I think that can be a reason sometimes why people come to sort of two or three sessions and when things do start to get more difficult and you're talking about really exposing things it can feel really hard and, and if you're feeling do you know what I just I just can't do this right now I've got so much else that I'm thinking about so much else going on then actually it might not be the right time and it is important that you're you're in the right space and you're ready to take that on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mm. definitely, definitely. That's so that's so important. But I think just yeah, just just don't be ask lots of questions and just just keep talking about it as well because I think you'll be amazed when you start sort of saying, oh, I'm thinking about having therapy. How many people actually say, oh yeah, I've I've had that and this worked for me and this didn't work. And I just think just keep opening up that conversation with with everybody and not being afraid to suggest it as well. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah also you can get good recommendations from friends and stuff can't yeah, you completely. especially if, if you kind of also pitch your chatting to friends who are of the same sort of economic background as you you can always get because i remember i've got a, a couple of friends who are very wealthy and the, their recommendations were insanely expensive <laughs> yeah. but then my friends who are like a bit more like me but then i was like oh well i can do that i can i can mm manage that it's it's just um it's just wonderful isn't it how even in the last sort of couple of years we've gone from being like oh apparently brian's in therapy to being yeah. like brian's gone to therapy good for brian you know like like you discuss it at the dinner table you know mm. we'd you know we're ready to to say it openly i remember when i started going i genuinely was like oh i should say it as my adult thing on the podcast and i remember 
going through several weeks where I just like couldn't I couldn't do it I wasn't ready to like say it out loud I would have shouted at you and you would have shouted at me (laughs) but of course like nothing would have happened it wasn't that I was afraid of your retribution Stevie even though I I do I I fear it every day (laughs) it was more that I was just like I'm not ready to admit this thing Mm. whereas now I feel being like oh please I'll talk about therapy till the cows come home well we've just sort of like casually started mentioning it in in the podcast and we're like yeah the therapist said that yeah hello hello look around for everyone's reaction that someone's going to go <gasps> you're inside yeah. oh, oh, this is a we almost have to come to the end you've been absolutely amazing i just want to say oh, one more you. final thing which is that i think it might be it might happen to you as it happened to me and stevie that you sort of really want to impress your therapist and that you'll want to uh, give them just you'll you'll be wanting to make them laugh a lot oh, and yeah. uh, and you'll be wanting to i saw a wonderful tweet from the wonderful sketch group lazy susan that was like my self-esteem's rock bottom right now i should probably go to my therapist also me um i bet i'm my therapist's funnest client and <laughs> i'm the highlight of her week <laughs> you know it'll yes. save a lot of time if you can go in not wanting to be their favorite you know yes because yeah, yeah remember pointless. that they are they are there for you yeah they are that that is that is your time to use however you want so yeah you don't have to have to use it for them to to, to like you <laughs> yeah exactly it's sort exactly. of a it's sort of a waste and you will have to spend some time discussing your relentless need for validation you know like you will <laughs> well there we go that, that that's another great example of how even if you do it in quotation marks wrong that's yeah it's still interesting for your therapist to be like and why did you have to come in with sort of a, a hot a t- a tight five of jokes before yeah. you got to any of the stuff. You're like, how oh, I just want to be your friend. Um, I've got, I've got oh, friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be your friend. I'm desperate to know more things about you. Can I stay for the yeah. rest of the day? And they're like, no, get out. <laughs> Please leave. You have to Great. go. Well, thank um, you so much, Melissa. That was so... Oh, you're welcome. I hope that was helpful. That was wonderful. Yeah, we're going to put all the resources... The resources? Mm-hmm. The resources? I don't remember how words are pronounced anymore. Um, in the bottom, so in the all the bio information down the bottom. So please do go and look up those websites. Go and speak to your GP. Consider, you know, getting getting out there, trying therapy. And if we've made it sound overwhelming, it it is. But it's also really, really fantastic. It's the thing I recommend to every single person I meet. It's genuinely changed my life. Um, and I yeah, hope worth that, every second. Worth every second and Absolutely. every and every penny. And try these trainees out. That sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those things are there for you. Um, and hopefully this has held your hand a bit as you sort of unlock that door <laughs> in your house. <laughs> yeah, and realise that your, your foundations are wrong. Yeah, yeah. Please do uh, t- tweet us if you have any ideas that you, for future podcast episodes that you'd like to hear at Nobody Panic Pod or me at Stevie M. The S is a five. I'm at Tessa Coates. The email is nobodypanicpodcast at gmail.com. Melissa, you've been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so, so much for thank writing you. into us. And thank you so much for coming on the episode and talking us through this. I feel, I feel boosted up, ready to, ready to get yes. myself some therapy. Brilliant. Thank, well, guys, thank you so, so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you both about a subject I'm quite passionate about. So, yeah, it's been lovely. Amazing. And thank you all for listening. And thank you for listening. And I hope See it helps. See you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains.